0: I am talk Kona Super Specials, day number two. Your daily fix on all things Kona. On to day two of the Kona Super Special. Day two. Day two, proudly brought to you by... Endurance Sport Travel. Great breakfast this morning. We'll talk about that later. Oh. If you're going to the race,
1: Endurance Sport Travel's place.
0: place. Okay. Oh, nice, John. <laughs> you just <laughs> made that up, didn't oh, yes, you? Yes, I did. Mate, you're a genius. Okay, what else? Challenge Athletes Foundation. Just, honestly, you started to see a few of those guys around here, are Got to get
1: some interviews with them. Oh, mate. it's been impressive
0: we have be chasing our
1: tails. We will catch up with a few of those guys maybe Thursday, Friday. And
0: always, as always, Coffeesofhawaii.com Get on the boat, we'll get some more about that later Drybys.com. Amazing And Athlinks.com Even more amazing So John, we've been busy at it again, haven't we? Doing up, interviews, that is this
1: morning <laughs> Yep, <Yeah>, that's right <laughs> <laughs> this morning we are down for a little
0: swim Yep Spam out the boat, I did a little bonus Back it up swimming. Last night, we rode down the road to our good mates Yes Chris McCormick Yep, and so we got an interview with Chris McCormick on the show today That's right And then this morning we got up and went oh, for a swim? First of all, I, I got to sleep in the lounge, but he didn't give me any blankets or anything. Well, you were up too late. You, uh, you, you could have come and knocked on the door and said, John, I
1: need some blankets. Not that you need blankets, but I needed a sheet. Yeah, okay, we'll see what we can do yeah. tonight. Okay, give me a sheet, John. So we went down for a swim, People swam the boat, which is all of uh, 500
0: metres. Hey, I reckon that's at least 700.
1: Yeah, and uh, I did about 40 minutes, 30,
0: 40 minutes. Yeah, but while I'm, while you're out swimming, I'm doing all the work. Just,
1: yeah. In your keep, in your keep
0: Yeah, so it was all good So we did that There's a lot. Honestly, if you're out in Hawaii Come along to the boat in the morning Heaps of fun, good atmosphere Everyone's all kind of friendly And having good times Goggles are being handed out Blue Seventy goggles and We got limited edition ones So for Kona 2009 No, mate, I think it made like 300 Yeah, very fancy And Joan and I got some Is that wrong that we're not racing When we got them? No, we're here yeah. <laughs> We're here in spirit And uh, so that was all good So then we went home And what did we do? Oh, we didn't had breakfast
1: Big breakfast and endurance sport travel. Thumbs up there. Jeepers creepers, <laughs> All you can eat. And we ate all you can eat, didn't we? And it was, that's the thing, it was good quality stuff, man. It wasn't like this fatty uh, rubbish, you know, it wasn't like a fry up with sausages and bacon and stuff. It was
0: great cereals, good fruit, yep. eggs,
1: oh, pancakes, good
0: quality, man. Beautiful. And then from there, we came home, mucked around for a couple of hours, and then we went and caught up with Dave Scott. We got an interview with Dave Scott, about half an hour interview with Dave Scott after that. we we'll just come back. Yeah, media credentials sorted out. Yeah, we're having a few issues there, but let's not go into that. And
1: I'm about to go for a bike ride. And
0: i have going to do the work to get this to you guys, so, again, this is a trading cap for John. Well,
1: let's, let's, just, uh, let's just take a step back here. <laughs> yesterday we went out for a ride. We, we had a bit of commuting yesterday. We had to bike all the way down the Queen K, down to the Sheridan to see Craig Alexander, and then come back here. And so we're commuting around. We probably did maybe 20k of commuting, yep. I'd see, I guess and then we had our 90 minute ride or so so hey we probably did I don't know 50, 60k something like that yesterday and the boys coming from New Zealand winter arms are not looking particularly flashy no
0: John got the cycle tad
1: happening and that is the sole reason why Bevan is not coming for a ride today because he just was he said last
0: night I wanna go out for a run to even my tan out. Yeah, and then then I'm gonna to go to the beach. I'm gonna to run to the beach. It's swim better. with the turtles. That's right, I remember what I was trying to remember. Have a bit of a perv, you gotta yeah, yeah, we're riding down the road and he did go to me. Bev, We're gonna have a rant. Yep, that was it. Okay. Rant. Okay, we'll wait. We'll talk about it later in the show. So let's get the interviews on. First of all, here's Craig No, it isn't. We did that no, yesterday. We're gonna do Dave Scott first. No, we'll do Macca first. Macca first. Okay, Mecca, here's Macca. It's a bit pornographic right now really, it's kind of a bit concerning. Three, two boys without their tops on, <laughs> one with their top on. Yeah, it's hot. And
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, the tops. <hot. laughs> so we've got Chris McCormick, the 2007 yep. Ironman World Champion and uh, man who quick, has quick captured the hearts of many racing here many times. How, what, what, how many times this year?
2: This is number seven. So
1: very oh, good. Yes. seven. Welcome along to the show, Chris. Thank you. Um, How's the season gone this year? I mean, we've seen your name popping up here and there, and Frankfurt looked like a tough day, but still pretty solid. I
2: mean, how's the season been for you? I think pretty solid. Yeah, pretty good season. I lost, you know, a lot of people bring up Frankfurt. I lost this was my first Ironman defeat outside of, of Kona, but I think uh, overall I had a solid day in Frankfurt. I've, I raced extensively early season, but most of the time I, I was chasing hot, humid events. So if you looked at what I was racing this year, it was always hot places. I to get used for this. Really set up for for Kona yep. after the disappointment of last year. We, it, it's all been about Kona, so we really targeted races with a lot of heat where I could test some stuff. out. How, how'd
0: you handle last year, mate? I'm sure you have answered this elsewhere, but you know, like going into last year, you know, legacy-wise, time-wise, you may not have the, uh, the ability to do six wins. Yeah, so you yeah. know, I know getting two in a row was one of those ones where you really could make your mark and you put your heart and soul into it. How'd you handle it?
2: It was tough. You know, I don't like to ever take anything away. From the guys who did well yep, last year. Yeah, you know, totally. So you don't yep. like to go, Oh, what what could have happened or what It's racing? You know, it? It's racing and uh, you know, it was difficult because usually the failures I'd had here in the past, I had a point of reference, you yep. know, to go back to, to after or... Yeah, to go, well this is what happened, I was fit, but obviously fell apart on the marathon, we need to work here. But last year I didn't even get to halfway. You know, I was out in three hours. So yeah. you know, we had to make some assumptions building into this year that okay, maybe we would have won the race. So yep. let's make the assumption that everything was on plan to, to do good and then build from there. So it was it's, it's a difficult situation to be in because you had no point of reference to, to plan the, the next mm. season upon. So, mm. you know, sometimes it's easier to, to fall apart and fail. Yep. And then you can go back to the drawing board and go, OK, where do we go wrong? But, you know, when you put out of a race so early... And, know, and mentally, and, like, emotionally and mentally, after the race, how did you handle that? Because um, yeah, I know you I was, had a lot riding on it. You yeah, know I, mean? like lost, it was I was you, lost for a while. I was, you know, I was really down and... and uh, yeah, you know, it was definitely more hollow than my earlier failings here, you know, because I, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, you're going in as defending champion, you wanna, you want to perform. And I'm not saying I would have won, but I, I just would have liked yep. to have, liked chance. to have defended, yep. you know, and 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 I and I never got that opportunity. So, yeah, you know, it was it was a tough couple of months, and uh, you know, but you know, you move on. That's you know, sport's very cruel, and you know, 13, 14 years into the pro sport, if you can't, you learn to deal with failure pretty well. Yep. Were you yeah. tempted
1: to go and do like a late season race anywhere, like a Florida or anything like
2: that? Or no, I had a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, why didn't you go and do the seventy point three worlds?" And yeah. I, uh, I actually did try and get into the seventy point, even though I'd won four seventy point three last year because I, I never took my spot. They didn't allow me to oh, right. to compete. So everyone, yeah, really? yeah, a, yeah, a, little a, little a little angry lot. about that. Well, I didn't want to kick up a storm. They, they, I, they had legitimate reasons in saying that they didn't want the seventy point three worlds to be a fallback race for people who had issues in Kona, and I understood their, situ- their, their stance on that. But I was a bit disappointed, so I... You know, there's not much left to do end of season, so I went and chased some, some smaller events. I went to Bermuda, I did a race in Silverman, and yeah. I did the US Club Championship race. But I wasn't looking in a, at another Ironman, no. I would have... Um, no, I, I, I like, as I'm getting older, I like to keep them... To in the, the minimal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when, when you look at this year's race, I mean... Um, Do you think it's going to be any different? I mean, there's a few short course guys that are sort of coming along. Do you think the race dynamic's going to change or or do you think you're just going to have to see what happens on the day?
2: You know, every year you you come here to Kona and everyone has their, what's going to happen and, you know, there's so many new faces and, you know, there are a lot of short course guys. One of the the key players I spoke about on your show years ago, Henning's out. Well, he's not out, but he uh, has a hand problem, which is a a blessing in disguise for a lot of us because he was the guy I was really concerned about really yeah but i think um you know i think the the complexity of the race i think a lot of guys now uh you know speak training a lot this year with the europeans they they're highlighting the weaknesses in people and a lot more i think that this year a lot, a lot of people are going to take a lot more chances a lot of people want to want to want to go for the title i think in years past
0: it's been a safe race has not it it's been a safe years, race people
2: it? playing playing safety first yep. and and it's allowed opportunities for the guys who have been here a bit longer to take that chance to win and uh I think more people this year. You may see lay it out, so it could be very, very interesting. I, um, it's, it's very difficult to, to predict what's going on, you know, what's going to happen. But I think, um, yeah, the fleet-footed runners have, have been, you know, if you're a betting man, you're going to bet on the guys who run the fastest. Yeah. They've been the most successful here over the years past. But uh, you know, there's a good opportunity that you know someone who mightn't have the fastest run time that could escape late in that bike ride, post a 250 marathon, yeah, could, could win this race.
0: Really? Yeah
1: when you're out there in the race um, are the, are the draft marshal is doing a very effective job it? I know everybody's staying together and there's that whatever 5 or 7 metres but have they been effective in the last couple of years of actually keeping people to that gap or, or not
2: well the, the dilemma you have and if you remember in the early 90s there was this you know it, it happened in short course so you, you know the, the packs just. The, there's more depth in the race now and the packs just got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and you know last year was incredible how big that front group was I yeah. I remember turning around at Waikoloa, there had to have been 40 of us in the really? in the front group, you know. And uh, it's just the, the depth now. A lot of guys are, are good. Bikers, they're yeah. good. And, they're, you know, the draft marshals do their job. And, and uh, you know, I, I saw a couple of unfair calls on people last year. I think Luke McKenzie got a really, really unfair call put on him. Um, but, you know, you, it's, it's up to the athletes. So you're very, very tentative, you know. There's always speculation post-race, oh, the, these guys were drafting or this guy wasn't and i don't buy into that stuff i think it's um you know there's a draft marshal there you know and if you're prepared to take that chance and push the envelope then you're prepared to to be pinged and you know you, you tend to find that when there's a draft marshal especially someone like jimmy ricatello who's uh pretty pretty fierce you, you know the, the rules 10 meters you tend to give 12 you don't want to yeah. you don't want to push the envelope but you know, it gets close in sections and, you know, through the aid stations, it tends to congest because everyone's trying to get bottles and stuff and, and they're pretty lenient, but, um, mm. well, yeah, it's, it's, what, what, it's getting this, easier this in there.
0: This is a bit of an ongoing problem in long term, isn't it? Because the sport is getting more popular and that's kind of a cool thing, but obviously the level's getting better and so what say we get 100 guys in that front pick.
2: Like, it's it's, it's uh, going to happen. That's what happened with short course and so, ultimately... So what, what, how do we... Well, how do you think... We can deal with that. You're going to have to... I think that ultimately you're going to have to move to more than one key race around the world. You're going to have to look at Grand Slam, like tennis, and, and maybe Hawaii being the world championship. You have two other events, and uh, you know only 30 of us get to come here to come Really? Of, so you've got to you qualify know, even? Yeah, it's, yep. there's a much more stringent qualifying process for the pros. Because and, yep. and that's be killing the race, otherwise. It's killing it? the race, and it, it's really opening up this event to... to, to faster you look at the athletes who are going to come here I think in the future if it goes continues to go the same way you're going to see that the shape and the, and the body build of, of these athletes are going to be different they're going to be a lot leaner M- much more like the ITU guys where in the past they just wouldn't have had the power to, yep. to push through an event like this but as that pack gets bigger and bigger you can shield yourself legally and, and and get through that bike ride and execute a fast run. That's what really? happened to short course racing. And uh, you know, look at those guys now. They're <laughs> pretty they're fast. Yeah, oh, they're super fast. But they're a completely different beast yeah. than, than the than the guys that raced in the early nineties. Do you like the ITU now? I love it, man. You know, I'm you're like, lapping it up. I'm oh, huge. You fan like it. what they've done this year? I think Brownlee is the, just an incredible. He looks like a school kid, eh? Ah, oh,
0: mate. he hasn't got pubes. He's, you know, he's right?
2: amazing. I oh, yeah, just he. I have no animosity towards the IT. I even loved my years on the ITU World Cup circuit. I think huge talent pool there, and I still watch and in awe of these guys. And Brownlee is really impressive. So why do you
0: think he's so impressive?
2: Just a kid who runs that quick, who looks that small, and swims in the front group. You know, like there's a kid with no weaknesses. He's when i was racing it was like oh, imagine if benjamin sanson could run you yeah. know, imagine if craig walton could run well you've he, yeah. got a you've got benjamin sanson who can run mm. you know this guy's getting out with javier gomez in the water pushing the he's aggressive on the bike and then he's putting together 29 minute yeah. 10k runs and making it look easy he's yeah. and and to win back-to-back races every race, every race. it was <laughs> very well executed he was Really, really impressive. Yeah,
0: it's a good, for you, isn't it? Ba-
1: back yeah. to just when you're in the in the race, is there much chat out there on the bike? Like if, if you Come on, cat- Mackie, you do it. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, Does
0: anyone else <laughs> chat that's probably the question. You no, know, you you know, you probably not have to be
2: caught going you're drafting bastard but you're going let's work
1: together or anything like that
2: out there. Yeah, you know, this race, yeah, you're too, you're too commu- you too you do commun you tend to form alliances within a year, you know, there's some people you get on with and some you don't. Yep. And, and um you know, you tend to have your your group of guys that you know you know quite well and they're guys you'll communicate with and talk with a lot and yep. other guys you mightn't, mightn't do so much you with. Don't, you do but... chat so much with Norman and Ferris out No, there. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't tend to be too friendly with them,
0: <laughs> But do you, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so let's say, because we know you love the mental game, we know, you yeah. know, that's kind of your, one of your things, yeah. that, one of your strengths you bring to it because you, you screw up people's heads. When you're out racing and you have got someone who's pushing you and you
2: maybe have to... You know, you maybe we have to play the mental game with them. Do you, do you go there then? Yeah, well, you tend to... The, the difficult thing, you know, this compared to other Ironman races is, uh, you know, that if we're all sitting our 10 and there's 15 guys in the front group, yeah. then we should be... I should be 100 metres behind the leader if I'm, if yeah. I'm sitting the legal distance. So you, it, it becomes difficult to communicate. Like, in the smaller races, you tend to be swapping over a lot more. There's only three or four years in the yep. front front group. And, you, and you know, you, you're quite... The ability to communicate is is much more open, but yeah, I um, you know, I'm looking for weaknesses all the time, and I think um, if you spot one, you, you exploit that, and I, you know, I'll push the pace, or I'll say something, yep. or you, you can you can use areas like I like to use the the aid stations, you know, and 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 assert my authority in an aid station, like especially on some of the younger guys who might necessarily be. Um, pushing for the title but, but can change the complexity of the race yep. you know, someone like luke mckenzie can keep a group together he's strong enough to he, he's not strong enough yet to win the race but you know they're strong enough to hang on to that group keep that group dynamic big and so as i come into an aid station i'll push up push him out of the draft zone to keep him back yeah you know and then attack through the aid station as everyone's slowing up for, for fluids you want to be first in there get your drinks and then yeah, go. hit the gas and and that puts people on the back foot straight away you know yep. they've got to chase and it's annoying and that kind of stuff can, can definitely break up a pack. But do you, do you notice, you know, because you're how long have
0: you been an athlete for?
2: So I turned pro 1996.
0: So, well, that's a long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. 13, 14 years. Yeah. So, you know, like, do you find not many athletes are experienced, so they don't know the game so much?
2: Oh, 100%. You know, because like, you know, most Ironman
0: athletes haven't raced that much, first of all. Yeah. Maybe if they come from your background, they may have. But, you know, they don't do that week Four workout. or five races a year, Yeah, so they guys. don't have the experience as an athlete racing all the time and so you do you find a lot of vulnerability I in I find race yeah side. and
2: I find I find it frustrating sometimes when I'm planning for a race and I can see how I think it's going to unfold and I'm and I'm trying to form alliances with guys and go yep. okay you, you could be good for me and I could be good for you. Yep. And you chat to these guys and and you're like man have not you even thought of I can't believe you haven't thought of this like yeah. how So it's how, a little bit immature. Yeah, you think mate who, who is who is guiding you who aren't you sitting down and thinking how am I going to win this race yep. you know like how yeah they're just like oh, I do my best day and I, I, train hard yeah I train <laughs> yeah. hard and I'm not worried about anybody else. I said that's beautiful it's wonderful yeah, you know, I you understand where win. you're coming from but hey there's a hundred blokes out there You have got to start there's actually a race going on and you actually need to start thinking about this and thinking of ways to to, to push you know find, yeah. find the weaknesses in the guys that you're concerned about and, and know what your strengths and weaknesses are and how to execute the best race how to try and get everybody in the race to race your race that's, yeah. what, that's what you want to do yeah. and that's that's the game but no one tends to think like that and a couple of the Europeans, you know, spending more time in Europe to have aligned with, you know, these last few years starting to learn that a lot from me and, yeah. and uh you know they're guys I'm trying to form alliances with in the race and
0: so do you miss that because I imagine when you're in the
2: ITU stuff that was what it was all about yeah that's that's mm. that's what's amazing I think with the the influx of ITU guys that, start know, that will start to come here but like you said the Ironman guys just don't do race their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they've all come from that I just do my own thing I train by myself I do mm. and it's it, it that can be their Achilles heel sometimes.
1: Mm. 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 Um, I asked Yvonne this question before when we were interviewing her, but do you change your nutrition much between, say, here and Frankfurt? Or is it pretty much yeah, the same? Yeah, no,
2: this rate, well, I, I tend to run a little lighter here than um, I did at Frankfurt. Um, so when I say lighter, my weight's a little down, but I, um, yeah, I, I just, I think I, there's a lot more salt I take on here. I, I, I've always struggled in humidity, which is always, was my, my Achilles heel around this race, um, is my huge sweat loss. So I have to make sure um, I keep my heart rate as low as possible for as long as possible so I can uh, make sure that what I'm taking in fluid-wise, I'm not losing. And at 155 beats per minute, I'm at diminishing returns. I lose Mm -hmm. 1.2 litres of fluid per hour, and I can take in 1.2 litres of fluid. But after 155, I can't take in as much as I'm losing. Mm -hmm. So I need to stay below that number for as as long as possible. And uh, so this race is definitely... For me, learning about my physiology and learning about what I need to take was the, the key learning curve for me that came out of here. So yeah, my nutrition is hugely different because I'm bringing heat into the equation and the way I race this race is hugely different to other events
1: um what do you what do you think uh you know a lot of people are asking what people can run and whether they can do that sort of under 240 we know you ran 242 when you
0: when you you train for us but it's like you know like they talked about dave scott in the day you know like Harry and they were training for you know 235
2: yeah 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 what what are you doing i think you got to compare apples and apples because i always get this question tossed to me why were those guys running quicker than us yeah of course it's different yeah. So you've got to compare apples with apples. Yep. And I think Craig Alexander, myself, um, Rutke Beek here is just as good a runner as Mark and Dave were at their yep. height. I think Craig's probably a better runner than those guys. Yeah. And um, I just think the courses are different. So to, to compare a 240 that Mark and Dave did in yep. 1989 and compare the 245 that Craig did last year, it's not fair. And you speak to Peter Reed and these guys who race both courses, the, the general consensus is the new course is five minutes, yep. five minutes slower okay the course mm-hmm. we're doing now that equates to crowy 's 240 which yep. i think he ran last year i yeah. i think it's it's fair to say that it, it's five minutes difference and you know cameron White, off peter reed tim de boom these guys who race both courses will all will all will all say that it's and uh, so it's it's a difficult thing to say you know it's, it's, it's um un, it's unfair on on us i think our new generation is that you got to compare apples with apples yeah, they do yeah. different course they do different thing and then uh you know, I, I embrace Dave and Mark. They're the my my idols. But I think we need to embrace some of the huge talent that's racing now. Like,
0: mm. So um, in that case, in what kind of time do you aim to do? Like in your ultimate cone day? I, I think
2: I think on this course sub 240 is possible. I think um, I think has got the foot speed to do that. I think yep. I've got the foot speed to do that. I think Henning's got the foot speed to do that. Someone like a Rayler could do that. Um, you know, I think there's guys there who are capable of doing it. It depends. The conditions we get on the bike, it depends how the, the race pans out. But you know, this year's event, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see very very fast times, very fast run times.
1: Bring yeah, that eh? yeah. One question we we're going to ask a few of the pros, and we, we asked ask Crowe this: um, If there was a million dollars on offer somewhere else on the same day as Kona,
2: where do you think most of the pros would go? Oh, they'd take the million, I think. <laughs> what, we, what about you? Um, had you asked me that in two thousand and six, I would have said I would have come here to Kona. Yep. Yeah. But as a as a champion here now, no, I I I take the and it, you know I don't I definitely take the money. Yeah. You know. I, so I why? Know. Why, it, why why is it why is is it that Stuart this time in your career or a bit of both? I think it's um you know I, I, a funny story was when I won Ironman Hawaii after all the and it's not, it's not about the money because I didn't do this sport no. for the money but it's you know it, it's a very very personal thing to spend time away from your family i've two young girls and i go away on 7 8 week training camps i miss out on a lot of things so it doesn't get more personal than that so we should be rewarded for what we do and we work very very hard and uh, after i won i went to las vegas to watch the super fight ricky hatton versus oh, yeah. floyd mayweather and i was sitting down I in the mission, didn't yeah and yeah. sitting down in the stands and uh, i met a couple of the one of the presidents of the casino and a couple of guys and i was introduced as the Ironman world champion yeah the guy was like, wow, stood up, he was so impressed. He's yep. the president of this casino. Wow, you won that amazing race in Hawaii. It's like, yeah, and he said, Oh hey, curiosity, what do you win for that? What is it? Two, three, four million dollars? What was <laughs> something like that? I said, a hundred and ten thousand dollars and he thought I was lying. He's like, really? No, seriously, what are you I was like, No, that's the that's the first place prize for that. And he, he told me that they pay the Nevada darts champion darts, <laughs> really? more money than we win for win like come on you know and that that's the the, the height that people hold this iron in is, and is so big yet the rewards for the pro guys and you know there's a lot of argument that it shouldn't be it's not about the pros it's about the lifestyle it's about the sport itself yeah, but yeah. if you want this sport to grow and grab the media attention you need the huge dollars and the and the athletes competing here so uh, so, so it would
0: almost be a principal thing for you as well it would almost be like, hey, you guys, you're not being yeah, teaching. Yeah, I, I right really here. do.
2: I, I, and I think you would get a lot of guys that would go across, you know, and it's... It's, it's kind of what happened with Nice and, and Hawaii in, yeah, the, in those years, and yeah. a lot of guys
1: would, were choosing Nice. Yeah, it's and, what uh, happened with Roth, ultimately,
2: yeah. you know. The European guys found that was more, you know, with their sponsors and everything being based in Europe, it was more important for them to win mm. that race, yep. Roth, than it was to come here and be successful in Kona. Mm. And ultimately, Roth went away, and...
0: Mm-hmm. Have you noticed, you know, last year, you're champion, all the good stuff, and have you noticed there's a difference in the way you've been treated of the year not being the champion?
2: Um, no, I think I've always been treated differently here because I was always the vocal, loud one, and yeah. and, and I've always kept to myself at this race. So I, I think the – and that, that is true. But maybe try- not just here overall,
0: like the year that's been.
2: No, yeah, I think, yeah, you know, if it, the 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 way our sport works, which is I, I think is, is – devastating is that yeah you know we don't embrace the history so you're not held up for a long time here. Yeah. you just boom, pushed aside and i think you see that in the influx and the turnover of athletes in triathlon they tend to stay three years and then they move on to another challenge yeah. and i think the the way the sport you know you speak to a, a tennis player and you say oh who won the 1974 wimbledon yeah oh, bang they yeah. give it to you straight away you speak to a golfer you speak to a cyclist but in our sport, mate, no one knows anything yeah, about this. That's a history. Point, eh? and, and it's disappointing for me, for guys who really follow this sport and embrace this sport, it's their sport of choice. I find that disappointing, and I don't so think, what do you think... it is? I don't think the powers to be embrace that either. I don't okay, think, and so I it think doesn't come from the top. It doesn't come from the top, and it needs to be led from the top. You need to you know, bring the past champions back and, and, and push them and, and, and show them what they I talking to
0: Melina about it once when we were out riding, and I was just saying, you know, because when you're winning, they love you.
2: When you're not, they don't know you. Well, Scott Molina was a king, mate, like, yeah. of his time. He won yeah. everything. But pff, pushed aside. I remember the first year I came here, this was the most disappointing thing I ever saw, it was the first time I came to Hawaii. I wasn't racing. In 2001, I came to look at and I had these, all these passes to get into the, uh, the awards party, and I was sitting in the VIP area, and I walked out to get a beer, and there was Thomas Hellriegel and Jürgen Zach sitting on They couldn't even get into this area. I'm thinking, mate. Really? what are you sitting out here? Coming here, this free. Oh no, we're not allowed in there because I didn't finish in the top ten. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really? Like, I was like, I can't believe that. Like, I sh- I was embarrassed that I was in there. Yeah, and yeah. Never bled on this course, and these yeah. two warriors yeah. were sitting out on the gutter. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, that's how we treat the champions of this sport. That's the dilemma with it. And you know, I think they tend to. It's just, you know, I just I, I find that disappointing about triathlon. I'm. You know, guys like Bob Babbitt do a wonderful job. of You guys reminding people and keeping yep. the, the old history alive. And, you know, there is more to triathlon than Mark and Dave's war at 1989. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go, or Rick and yeah, 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 exactly. You know, yeah. there's a lot of hugely talented people, great athletes that came through here that never won this race. And I've already said to my wife, if I win this event this year, I am giving those paying homage to the people who I believe have been forgotten Zach Cameron Brown um, Pauli Kuru the guys who are some of the best Lothar later the best Ironman racers in the world who never won this title and never got the respect they deserve and are pushed aside because I you know as a fan of the sport they're the guys that are you know I've bled with and raced and, and watched and been inspired by okay
0: so we got controversial questions you know now the company's owned by you know the, the media company Drive yes. It Mag you know the WT's owned by all the same company how do you think that's going to influence the sport going
2: forward is it is it good for the pros or bad for the pros we'll have to wait and see i think any company that's looking to make money is looking at at, at increasing their profits and cutting costs yeah pros are expensive aren't they if you're paying big you know and you don't they the question they're going to ask do they need us i think they do i think everybody needs everyone in this sport yep. and i think if you're short-sighted and don't realize that you know, I still remember golf, the first million dollar putt. I watched that, I wasn't I've never played golf in my life at the time. Yeah. But I remember this man's gonna make a million dollars yeah. if he puts this ball in the hole. Oh yeah. man. And and the sport of golf has boomed. Is it because there was a million dollar putt? I don't know, but you tend to look at sports that are that are, are getting a lot of media attention, a lot of exposure, a lot, tend to be sports that are paying very good money and uh, you know, I think you know, if you're looking at the scarcity model, the way this this model's been run in the past, that they you know, they're continually trying to bring new people in and they're worried about the day it's going to stop, then mm, mm. I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. I think if this new company embraces that this sport can stand on its own two feet, there's a lot of people who love it and adore it, a lot of people who have followed it their whole life. There's a lot of people, sure, we're going to lose some, but you're going to retain some. Yep. And uh, we grow it from the top down, and uh, I think they can do a wonderful job. But we'll wait and see. You know, I, it's, I'm at that point in my career where I'm only going to see the end of it, and I hope after me... That I'd love to be watching this race in ten years' time with my children, and the winner's getting five million dollars. Yeah. Because if that guy's getting five million dollars, then I'm going to be remembered, and maybe he needs a coach, yeah. or a yeah. mentor, and it, it trickles. It's down. an industry that comes it's around. It's an industry that, that comes yeah. around it, and that's um, and that's you know that's what I would ultimately like to see. I think the sport can sustain that. You know, you meet uh, you know, these cyclists who are making huge contracts who follow triathlon. You know, I met Udo Boltz in Germany, who's a triathlon fan. You know, Lance yeah. Armstrong's a triathlon fan. You know, you're like. Man, okay. I the, think
1: ITU are going in the right direction. ITU though.
2: are going definitely in the yeah, right direction. So what's I mean, the difference?
0: Okay, so I'm all from the outside. So I don't follow ITU. What's the difference between ITU and WTC? They're trying to make stars. Yeah,
2: they're trying to make stars. They're driven by. Um, they've got the Olympics behind them, yeah. but they're really driven by creating stars, creating, yeah. and creating. And it's a, sport, a, eh? It's sport without stars, yeah, big you've, big got nothing, yeah. you've got nothing, man. You've got nothing. ITU this yeah. year. Yeah, yes, so. exactly.
1: Had, and their the coverage is professional
2: the website's brilliant yeah. you know what I mean like
1: live streaming coverage live
2: streaming so. I watch all the world cups yeah. on the yeah. computer the next day bing it's like watching a TV perfect commentary yep. yeah. no um you know a yeah. little bit of writing every 10 minutes <laughs> you know what I mean like come on yeah. like
1: and yeah. hey, I've got a question for you on the, the girls side of things um, obviously we've, we've talked about the guys and, and what you what you do I mean do you
2: think anybody can beat Chrissy? Truthfully, no. Yeah. I think she's, um, yeah, she's an amazing, amazing, amazing girl. Um, I think the only person who can beat Chrissy is herself. She could yeah. self-destruct and, and yeah. but I can't see that happening. She's loving life, loving where she's been, and, yeah. and uh, no, it's just a matter of how far. You know, I think a lot of girls have got to start the race and, and think they can, but. Um, if you were a
0: chick, and someone had that, well, if you had a guy in that front in front of you, how would you approach it?
2: Far out. I need you keep him like Tonya Haring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you'd have to try and find a... I think you have to try and find a weakness somewhere else. Maybe get in a face. She's so nice. Yeah. You know, and she's everyone's friend. And that's... Yep. And that could be her strength. You, you don't know. So maybe pick a fight with her. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, ruffle her up. Yep. If... It's pro sport, and people are like oh, that's not a very nice way of going about things. But if you're a girl who wants to win this race, and, you know, and I was faced with a Chrissy Wellington, I'd be trying to find physically she is super imposing. Yeah. Like she can swim with the front. She's the best biker and the best runner. Maybe you got to work on something else if you can't. If you know you can't match your nose for it, there's other areas you can go. Like mm. start getting in her head. Mm. Don't like her. Go public about yeah. it. Don't like you. <laughs> yeah. You know and and get in her face maybe and if she goes and kills you by 20 minutes well maybe that's the wrong approach <laughs> <laughs> you know you need to try yeah, something yeah, you, gotta, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean maybe then be her best friend and drive her insane and ring her every night and, you <laughs> know, do, do, do you have anyone who you may think may come across as a bit of a surprise this weekend um, in, the, in the girls either or I think um, oh, there's surprises Rebecca Keats uh, I think Rebecca Keat to be good Miranda Carfrey and the girls um,
1: just happen to both be Australians <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> they Beck was good in Roth and, and Miranda. I think, you know, I think she's she's a tough girl. Yeah. Um, Sandra Vollenhurst in Germany was very impressive. I thought in I'm in Germany, And the women's side. On the men's, I think Terenzio. Huh? Really. Training with the guy if he if he if he does all the right things and I hopefully learn a bit this you know in these last seven weeks here. You've been training for for seven weeks. Seven been? weeks, yeah, nice. Great guy, got a lot of time for him. Yeah. Really, really. Kiwi, obviously. So, yeah, yeah, really yeah. nice guy. Take it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, he really impressed me. He's got the horsepower when he's fresh. You know, he, really. He, yeah, he's he has a tendency to to want to do more. Thinks more is better. And uh, and um, you know, if you hold him back and and, and keep him fresh, he, could, he. I saw him do some amazing. Things on this island, some some bricks. He's 24, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think that's the only thing lacking at the moment. Will be that overall maturity and strength that will come with time. Yep. And um, but you know, if this race pans out into a into a nice um, cruisy bike ride, he can come in. Uh, he's got the foot speed to to run with the front guys. I yep. saw him do some amazing, amazing longer runs so here is, off the bottom.
0: Is, is it an interesting dynamic, you know, you're, you're the wise head, you know, you're Mr. Miyagi and you've got young daniel son over yeah. here. <laughs> you know, like, is it, is it kind of an interesting dynamic between you two because, you you know, like, it's, it's it must be an inspiration to you in that youthful kind
2: of way. I love it. I, see, I, I'm, not that I feel like I'm ending my career, no, I, but I, I love being around guys like Terenzo because like I said I love the sport first yeah and when I'm not doing it I'll still follow triathlon yeah and I'll be watching guys like Torenzo and to have been able to you know have him spend time with my family meet my young girls and we're watching him on television and and they know him yeah it's nice for me I I, I enjoy that and uh you know I I want I hope he does really really well because I think he learned a lot with us and uh you know, I think he can be a, a big star of the future he, I, I I think he feels a lot of that Kiwi pressure because it's, it's a small country. You guys have yeah, there's yeah. a lot of triathlon stars. Yeah, and uh, you know he's at that young and he's high profile in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. And he's and I think he, I think I think he feels embarrassed about that to be honest with you. Oh really? You know, because you've got guys like Bevan who are yep. you know Olympic medalists and Hamish is a gold medalist and, and Cam who's a, yep. I think Terenzo feels oh he hasn't quite. And um, should I have this sort of profile with? Um, yep. You know these guys that maybe they're better than me, resume wise in the sport at the mm. moment. But like could say, hey kid. Mate you're twenty four man, like yeah. you're a world champion too, and you've got some serious horsepower and uh, we've had our careers. Yours is coming. You yeah, know? like you yeah, know, play just embrace what you are, take your time, stay in the moment and you can do anything and
0: Do you keep in touch with many of the old guys?
2: Uh, I keep in contact with Miles, believe it or not. Miles Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't think I would when I was racing. Yeah. You know, actually Miles actually said that to me, of all the people it, it, that he racing in his sport I'm the only one who calls him over Christmas or says yep. hello or, or gives him a call every now and then and he said of all the people he never thought it would be me yep. like, he was like I thought you were a jerk when I was." <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, uh, it's a good thing. yeah Miles I keep in touch with Simon Whitfield yep um you know um, who else most of the old guys my age are still still, still racing yeah. I don't really see Hamish much or hear from him much anymore yeah. um but no, at home most of the most of the guys I trained with were like Jason Meadows these type of guys who were yeah. second tier pro yeah. guys, and i was still in touch with a lot of those guys. Yeah. We had Jason
0: on the show, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Small world. Uh, wow. It's a small, small world.
1: We better get out, Better get out of the sauna. We, it's we, warmer. We close huh? all the windows so we didn't get too much of the uh, the ocean ocean sounds coming in, but thanks very much for your time we look forward to following you in the weekend
2: cheers I
0: wish you all the very best yeah, yeah, we'll be
2: four, more days, huh? four, four more days huh? four more days wait a you
0: normally try to avoid the media I'm loving the fact we got in here today what's your strategy are you doing it pretty much this week as well
2: yeah it's easy if they come usually I like if you guys are coming here it's easy yeah. it fits in And yeah. uh, but you know as of uh, Wednesday tomorrow afternoon I'm out boom yeah. it's, it's game over Game over. we just chill out here and, and what do you do just bum out bum out hang with my we don't have the children here for the first time oh um, cool. Was
0: that a good
2: thing or a bad thing for you? A bit of both. You know, Talia, my oldest, is at school, so that's, that's yep. changed the complexity of our lives. Um, we've had mm. to move back to Australia, and, and, and I've been away a lot more. But, you know, I just think it's been, I must admit, it's been a lot easier. You know, we have not woken up by my youngest at yep. 4.30 in the morning going, Daddy, let's have breakfast. It's, yeah. it's morning time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, um, it's just enabled us, Emma and I, just to relax, to relax and, and just focus on what we're doing. And we we're laughing Tonight at dinner, that it, we hadn't been alone like this for six years yeah. without the children. It's the yeah. first time we've been together. They start saying things like that. John's just been... said the second one. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> there you go. It's been six years, and we're finally in a while going. Wow! And, and for the first, you know, we're so used to eating dinner so quick. Yeah. You know, We got out for dinner. And we and then Emma's eating. And then, <laughs> so we're, we're rushing through dinner and stuff. Going, oh, we didn't need to do that. You know, it becomes such a habit. You know, and yeah. uh, but it's been lovely just to relax and and. Uh, and chill out and, nice. and plan for the race.
0: Cool, mate. Well, good luck this weekend, mate. Bring it on. Smack the crap out of yourself as you always do.
2: Gracias.
0: Love your work, nice. right, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Great interview with Mega. Eh? Nice pad.
1: Oh, that was an awesome pad, eh? If there is a bit of sound in the background, we were this pad was right oh, on the sea. It was like a
0: house right on the sea. It'd be with millions, eh? Literally. Yeah. So it was pretty flash. Okay. So next up, we got Dave Scott, and Dave Scott. John's, John's first question was gold for me, but he liked giving me a bit of shit, didn't he? It was good. Yeah. He was good at you. Very no, he's, fun. He's actually a real, real nice guy, so here's Dave. Today we've got six time Hawaii Ironman champion
1: Dave Scott on the show. Welcome along, Dave.
3: Thank you much, man.
0: And um,
1: so, so tell us about that ironwall. <laughs> 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 how, many t- how many times this week have you had to tell the War
3: story yeah bevan thinks that's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we can, we can keep him quiet I'll, I'll put in a word or two we could pick a different event i actually got second in that event but, do you, do you uh, get sick of the shit the same questions all the time yes well quite a few when people aren't uh, terribly bright they're fairly short-sighted in their questions but i'll start yeah. with this one <laughs> uh, no, no, we're just taking the piss <laughs> hey, um,
1: No, I mean, you're obviously here for, for kinda this week I mean, for you, is it, um, you're here just to, you love being here or you're here for the sponsors, you're here for your own PR, for your own business or what's your main motivation?
3: Uh, a little bit of both, you know, obviously I like coming back It's uh, 31st year, I, I did the first race in 80 so it's, you know, 29 years that I've come is back it, to this crazy, race is it crazy looking
0: back and thinking, wow
3: Ah uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, 80, it was, you know, it was quite small. So, you know, motivation to do the, do the race then was just, you know, I think I can do this and, and I can race it. And that had never changed over the years, but just to see the growth of the sport. And so, you know, coming back here, uh, it's good for companies that I, that I work with mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I do a little bit of marketing with them. And, uh, of course I, I like to see the race and I still have the you know the the race in my blood and and i work with a few athletes that i'd like to see do quite well on saturday yeah
1: so have you got any sort of contenders that that, that may be sort of knocking on the door that you've been either coaching or mentoring or guiding in some sort of way
3: well these two really aren't knocking on the door because they've already knocked it over Uh, you know i help help out uh, craig a little bit just more as an advisory role and, and help out chrissy in the same capacity so They already know how to do this race, and you know I think everyone needs to have a sounding board, and Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I've provided them. Uh, You know I think when you can kind of sit sit back and be objective, and and you're not a counterpart to them, and and really an ally, and you can critically critique their event and start pulling it apart. You know I think everyone everyone lauds them for their great talent, their great skill, and I look back and say, gee, you know your second half of your runs stink. Yeah. 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 Well. You know, There's only a few people that I think that can say that, but yeah. they, they nod their head in agreement and say, yeah, you know, I'm not bringing the second half back very well. And, you know, I'm I'm weak on some of the clients or whatever it may be. So, you know, I've, uh, I like serving that role not, you know, to pat myself in the back, but more just to uh, make them better.
1: Just coming come over. Um, and just with Chrissy, I mean, uh, you know, this year she, you know, well, last year she left um, Team BB. Uh, have you seen any, any sort of change in her this year? Is she, you know, we've heard she's been doing a lot
0: more than maybe what she's done in the past. I mean, is she the... One, one comment we've had is that um, maybe this is the year where she may make a mistake because she doesn't have the guidance that she's had over the last few years. You know, like Chrissy's going to win for the next period of time. But maybe over this year, this may
3: be the one year she may make a mistake. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of presumptuous Who anyone, you know, if you guys think that or anyone else. Well, no, it's it's just a, word on the street. The word yeah. on the street. Well, I think the word on the street is pretty flimsy. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I think that's, that's a marginal word. And, and, you know, how can people forecast something like that when they don't know her? Yeah. And they don't know what she's been doing and they don't know what advice she's been giving. So, you know, to make an outlandish statement like that is pretty flippant. So, yeah. uh, you yep, know, even. Oh, blame it on me! Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. A, yeah. No, I, mean, no, I, I totally disagree with that, and I, and I, <laughs> and, I, and, I and I think you know, when you have people that uh, are, are at that level. They put themselves under the knife and under scrutiny, and they seek out you know the best help or the best ed- advisors. So I don't think that she's been shortchanged. It, it takes uh, that whole package to come together. One, staying injury free, making sure you you know you're getting you know physical therapy or massage. You're eating well. You're getting sleeping well. And you're peaking and priming right at that right moment. So when that gun goes off Saturday, everything clicks. Well, that's a, that's a hard gesture. That's a hard thing to do. And uh, no one who's done this race, including myself, has ever had a perfect day out here. Yeah. And she's certainly going to be challenged as as Craig is. And there's a there's probably four or five men and four or five women that uh, know how to run well. Yeah. And it's it's not about the fastest bike, which everyone gets you know enamored with. It's who can get off that bike and run solidly. You know, particularly after uh, you know, a hard steady bike. That that last 12k coming in from the uh, energy lab is really critical. And you know, if there's a close race, if you just have a little more of an engine than your competitor, you, you can make up or fall back uh, a, a lot of time.
1: Well, I know that um, Corey was saying when we talked to him yesterday. Last year, going out, was he thought there was a bunch of maybe 40 or something like that of guys together. But by the time they actually came off the bike, it was pretty pretty well spread out.
3: Well, I, I saw the race last year. There wasn't 40. I think yeah. uh, you know, Craig was was seeing things. Uh, he, he's way up in the front, but those those other uh, 32 are behind him. T- typically, there's there's uh, about eight to 12 in that nucleus. And it seems yeah. like in the last 10 or 12 years, that's what it, that's what it has been. And there, was, and, and there was actually a bigger group last year. He was correct. There there was about 16 to 18 guys that were kind of in that group and. Everyone can ride out to Havi, but where there's attrition is on the way back before you get to Kauai High. There's a couple mm-hmm. people that drop off, and then uh, a lot of people don't recognize the difficulty of the course coming out of Kauai High, There's about a, uh, a little less than a two K climb back up to the highway, w- which is really taxing. There's typically no wind. It's extremely hot, and it's a very steep pitch. Uh, you know, everyone is going quite slow, and then there's three rollers after that for the next four uh, K. That section always breaks up the group, men and women, and there's always a few that fall off. But, you know, the, the irony of, uh, of this race is that a lot of the top guys and women are able to ride well. They're, they're able to hang on. But then you see them within the first mile of the run, and there's already attrition. It's already defined. You already can say, those guys are off the back. They're out of the race. They're never going to come back again. Uh, yeah. What have they been doing in their training? How can they... How can they be that bad yeah. that they're falling off, they can't even run a 630 mile, or the women that are running a 7 mile, they can't do it? Yeah. Well, that's nonsense to me. You know, something's wrong with their train, or, they, or nutrition, or they've gone over the top on the bike.
1: Yeah. You talked just briefly about nutrition there. I mean, um, when, when you were racing here, I know you, you tried lots of different things. Is there any things that you, you settled on at the end that worked well for you and that you found well, worked well for the majority? Obviously, everybody's a little bit personal, but anything in particular that works well?
3: Well not a bucket of figs like I had <laughs> back in 82 or 83, I mean, you know, we, we didn't really know any better. We just thought we, we want carbohydrates and you know figs are nutrient dense, they're full of water, they're loaded with fiber too. So. Yeah. Uh, those early days, you know, I used to cut off my shirt. You yeah. know, I, I wish I had patented that because I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> and, you know, everyone wears... I, mean, little, it, those. Oh, yeah. I wish I had. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone, uh, you know, wears... Even the guys that wear little bra tops now, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I cut them off, but a lot of the shots in the, in the early 80s, you see me on the run, and it looks like it, my, my stomach was so distended with all those figs. So we weren't terribly bright back then, or maybe I wasn't. But, you know, with the food replacement drinks, and you know, particularly with the carbohydrate and a little bit of protein, I mean, that, you know, that has a synergistic effect. It spares muscle glycogen. You know, Accelerate is a, is a, is a great drink. And, yep. uh, you know, I think having that technology nutrition-wise uh, is really helpful. And, and, but everyone's needs are a little bit different. You know, some people lose a ferocious amount of fluid. And a lot of people have, uh, need higher sodium intakes as well. So that's something that they have to modulate you know, during their training session. Hopefully they can dial it in here. But uh, you know, Kona's tricky, the weather's tricky, and uh, the fluid loss and salt losses can't you, be huge. Do you see this year's race pretty
0: much following the same pattern that we've had over the last four or five years?
3: Uh, I think there's a few guys on the bike that uh, you know I, admi- I admire. I like Norman style. I like Chris Lieto. I mean, I think they have to go out hard. They have yeah, to press. It's not it. it? Yeah. Yeah, they have to press the bike, and you know that that's a good strategy for them. Mm-hmm. It also starts to fraction the field, so the guys don't get complacent. You know, one of the inherent problems w- with the the bike is that the the way the rules are uh, dictated right now is that you know you have to have this margin between each lead rider. Well, it, it causes an accordion effect. When someone moves right. up, n- instinctively you're competitive and you start speeding up. Well, you're not on a motorcycle. And, mm-hmm. and so people ha- are having to, to slow down, to brake, to, to coast. To, mm-hmm. And I, I wish that they would just allow them to fan out, even almost take two tracks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the cyclists know know what drafting is. And mm-hmm. if they'd allow them to go out to the center line and move to the move to the right and go right through the middle... Yep. Uh, it's certainly with the pros they could do that. Now with the amateurs it's, it's a different story because yeah. the clusters are, are too large. Mm. But uh, you know, back when, when I raced, we were able to do that. So on on the uh, climbs, and I, you know, I can think back a lot of races. But in '94 when uh, uh, Greg uh, won that year, and I was second. Yeah. Um, we, we were both stronger on the climbs and we were kind of together and we'd seemingly make up time on the other guys that were there and I just felt that there's going to be a moment where there's going to be attrition and those other guys are going to fall off and not going to be able to, to stay with us. Well you'd see that happen now but you don't because they're all, they're all lined up and it just takes a certain amount of time and that time is about three plus hours and that's where you come back to Kauai High where people just naturally start feeling the fatigue of the race and you see that attrition. Do you, do you love watching the run? Or do you, do you
0: kind of wish there was a bit more excitement in the run? Because the last few years it's kind of been, other than, well, it's pretty much been one guy's taken it away, is not it?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to predict what's going to happen in that, um, you know, really from that halfway point. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that are, that are able, and women that are able to run okay up to, you know, 13 miles. And then that last half, oh my gosh, you know things start shutting down. And you look at the splits, mm-hmm. and you see, well, guy, you're right on. And and then what happened? You know you're 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 running four minutes per k, and then all of a sudden you're running six minutes. Yep. Uh, and, and, and that happens with with a lot of people. So. about that. Uh. So it's um. Yeah, it's, in some ways, you think, gee, if they're strong at the beginning, they're going to they're gonna finish strong at the end. Well, that, that hasn't always happened. And, and you know, Craig Alexander is a good example. You know, a couple of years ago, he suffered so badly on that last um, 12K coming in. And yeah. we were looking at his splits, and I said, gosh, you know, Craig, l- look at your time. Well, this last time, he was about 35 seconds faster per K. Oh, coming really? back in, yeah. Last year, he ran a lot better. He, I, I think he suffered as much, but you know the irony is, hey, that's the game. You gotta yeah. suffer. Yeah. You know, you won the damn thing. What, what did he change? <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, for a big part of him, he, uh, Craig was. I feel was was very very weak in his uh, low glutes, uh, in his glutes and his uh, lower abs, excuse me, and low back. And um, he's a beautiful runner when he's solid, when he's strong. But that's to go. Oh, he starts getting a lot of sloshing with his hips, and, you know, his upper body starts moving around a little bit, and, you know, he was all over the place um, in uh, 2007, and I think, you know, watching that, I just said, God, you know, he's got to be weak, and I remember getting him in the gym the first time, and, you know, just doing a simple, single leg exercise, he had a a real imbalance, so naturally, you know, Craig is ferocious about whatever he does, Mm. and... um, I think that's helped. I think he's able to bring up his intensity from what he's done in the past. He's brought up his intensity on the bike, which has really helped. And yep. uh, you know, he's a fit character. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He yeah. Yeah, looks like. I mean, uh, he seems to want to get. Yeah, you know, we were talking to um, Amando and like uh, Crow He's like, at the end of the day, I want to say I've done everything possible to get the most out of that day. So there's, there's no no question. And you were like that us. too, weren't you?
0: Like discipline was your thing, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I've always felt that, uh, you know, certainly in the earlier years, you know, the, the difference between, you know, who's going to win the race and who wasn't. I think, I, you know, I always thought, well, you've got to be mentally tough out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wasn't pretty to watch. You know, yeah. I, you know people look at my running form and say, my God, how can a guy run that fast? You know, it was, it was horrific. Yeah. You know, my t- feet are turned out and chest is up, but, you know, it's dreadful. Uh, I worked uh, (laughs) almost in 89. We're not talking about that right now. (laughs) Uh, My favorite race of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's really (laughs) a distant memory. I just forgot about it. Um, Where were we? (laughs) No, so uh, so, how did you create discipline?
0: For you, what is discipline, and how do people improve their discipline?
3: I I think what happens to a lot of people is that they mentally uh, implode. You know, they get to a a certain point where obviously it's hard, and there's no one out that has ever done this distance on this course that doesn't go through patches where they think, "I've never felt so bad. I feel so rough and so rugged. My legs hurt. I'm breathing hard. My back feels kind of tight." And you know, when when that happens, either you switch switch on. You know, I don't think I'm going to have a great day. I'm starting to fall apart. Or, hey. I felt like this a thousand times in training. I can override this." And a lot of times in training you, you learn how to manage it because you don't have the expectations that you know a champion does yep. like Chrissy or Craig and uh, you know you don't have all those other people breathing down your neck and you say, you know, I'll get through this rough part, you know, the wind's blowing, okay. And you forget about it. You never think about it again because you're back in your rhythm. So how do you do that in the in the race? I mean, really the simplest thing is, is try to just focus right at that moment and, and, and never look ahead. You know? and, 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 and I did this uh, all the time when I was racing. I just had to do it in pieces. And those segments weren't even. And a lot of times they would change during the race. Um, and just to reflect on you know 89, when Mark and I were on the bike, uh, I felt pretty strong the whole way. Ironically, Wolfgang Dietrich felt better than we did or was riding better and, and actually put on time on us over the, over the last 35K uh, uh, of the ride. But there were a couple times where I really labored and I said, oh my gosh, you know, how's Mark feeling? And I never saw Mark, he was behind me. Yeah. But there were two distinct times. One was about 85 miles, another one around 95, where I had said to myself, you know, I, am, I feel good, I'm going to go hard for about five or six minutes and open up a gap on Mars. Yep. And it was a definitive moment in my mind that this is what I was going to do. Here I go. And I tried it and it didn't work the first time. And I thought, okay, and I wasn't defeated. And the second time I did it, it didn't work the second time. And so, you know, the strategy wasn't to defeat attitude. It was really, okay, it's going to come down the run yep. and my run feels strong. So let's play the game. Mm-hmm. And it's always a game
0: one thing I, I i seem to perceive as you as an athlete is you loved the game you loved yeah. the smack talk you loved you know you, you know you you're a showman <laughs> well, weren't you
3: <laughs> well i don't I, actually, come on I, actually i was fair i was fairly I, I think i was more more silent in my approach but yeah. you know i the, the, the game you know and people ask me now uh you know, why do you still like to swim, bike, and run? And I still like the game. I mean, it doesn't matter if there's a uh, a little old lady on the other side of the pool, and she's got a snorkel on her and a frog yeah. on her yeah. cap, you know, and her suit's billowing up and down. I said, gee, I wonder if I can lap her before I get to such and such. And I, okay, here I go. God, she beat me on that one. Yeah. You know, and she might do two links, and I'll do six. And I said, ah, boy, she outtouched me on that. You know, every every, every one is prey. Yeah. And so I... So you, enjoy, you get excited by the challenge. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I enjoy that part... Uh, in in racing because uh on the run I could sense that people mentally were really collapsing yeah. and there was a moment where I could I could just sense that they were falling off and it gave me energy
1: and that's when you put pressure and on and that's
3: when I put the yeah. pressure on and uh you know, again, going back to '89 race, I felt just the you're bringing this up all the time.
0: Yeah, 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 no, no, no,
3: no. no yeah, well, God, you, you keep tapping my knee. Like, talk about '89. <laughs> talk about '89. And I said, get your hand off my knee. Uh, so, uh, you know, in, in that race when we started out on the on the run, uh, I have a friend who's a you know would come over every year, and he's a great statistician. And, and, you know, and after the race, he said, "Well, you kind of went out kind of hard in the first uh, eight miles, and we, we were on a 5:48 pace." per mile and uh, you know I look at that and I say, Well that that was suicide, that was silly. But at the moment I said I felt you know, I felt great and I and I didn't really want Mark's company (laughs) next to me. So I said, Well I'm just gonna go really hard at the beginning. Not thinking that I'm gonna die. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people have that notion, oh if I go too hard on the bike, I'm gonna die. If I go too quickly on the run, I'm gonna die. There's a certain inherent risk that you can come up to that red line, but you, and you need to be careful. Yep. I, and I've talked to Craig about this. He said, oh, I felt so good going through the first couple of miles at, at 535 in Hawaii. And I, I, you know, I just looked at him, and I said, Craig, that's stupid. Mm. You know, you can't do that. You cannot do that. Because you you have that battery of energy, and you start diluting a little bit too much by little surges, and all of a sudden you get to the run, and, you know, you're, you're 30K in the run, and you say, oh, my gosh, you know, m- my legs are dead. And, yeah. and he's been to that point where at 30K – you know, he's ready to have his masseuse take over and lie down yeah. and put his legs on ice, and that doesn't happen. Yeah. Have, you, have you, over the you know, you've been in the
0: sport from day one, basically, so have you not become cynical about it? You know, because people can, when they've been around something for a long time, and, you know, like, how do you get to that point? You know what I mean? Some people can't get cynical about something. Have you, or maybe you have.
3: Uh, I don't know if I've really gotten cynical about it. I, I mean, I think that... Uh, you know, you see people that are really passionate about doing it, and I think a lot of people are kind of over the top, and, and they be- become somewhat myopic in what they're doing. And, yep. and, and I've always felt that, you know, that doesn't lead me to, a, you know, a cynical type of attitude, and it's not that, you know, I'm, I'm whole and I've got my act together. Yep. It, it's just that I like to see even the professionals to have other interests. Yeah. And, and if they don't have other interests, I mean, if, if they're not, you know, wondering what's going on in the rest of the world and, yeah. and um, that they're not keeping it up on, on current events. You know, that bothers me a little bit. Yeah. I think, well, you know, there's, there's more to, to, you know, filling your tires up each day yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, having a branded chest. You know, I think that's nonsense. So that part kind of bothers me. And I, and I see a lot of amateurs that all of a sudden shift their focus. You know, to me, that, that's really unhealthy. I, I never had that when I was in the sport, probably because I was nervous thinking that, well, I'm never going to make any money in this yeah. thing, so I better I better do other things. Yeah. And, what were those uh, things for you? Well, for me, I, I always had a little office, and I said, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I always thought I was going to be a teacher. I said, I'm going to be a college professor. My dad was a college professor. I, I think that, that's what I'll do. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll teach swimming. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think I had a knack as a teacher. I, I always felt I was a better teacher than I w- was athlete. Yeah. And and so I said, well, I can I can coach. I'm not going to make any money doing this, <laughs> you know, way back in the '70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like doing it, and I'm pretty am really passionate about it. People seem to like it, and, and I've I've got a lot of people that, that follow me, and I can exercise. Mm-hmm. So I thought this is, this is the best of everything. Yeah. And, and then I kind of shifted for a while where I where I didn't coach. And I kind of came back to well, you know, I like having a group. I like coaching again, and and I like having that commitment of a couple hours a day where I just didn't have to think about my next workout. So I I think that was healthy for me. But I had kind of a a hiatus from it, and uh, you know, you start you start questioning it. You end up elevating that self-doubt, and I, I think it can be catastrophic, you know, just, uh, you know, trying to always stay at a high performance level mentally. I was, I was reading uh, Good to Great,
0: which you get to mention by Jim yeah. Collins, um, and uh, he was talking about how you drained... I know the fat out of your, your cheese, and apparently, apparently
3: it's not even true. Um, and, well, and well, it, is, well that, it was true. I mean, they actually have that on an 84 ABC clip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, leading up to the race, and, and, and it's, uh, it was cottage cheese. I haven't had any cottage cheese since that clip, but <laughs> it's been 25 years. Uh, but I, in the early 80s, you know, at, you guys weren't even born. Let me tell you about it. Okay, thanks, old man. uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. All the endurance athletes were sort of funneled in that you know what you eat should be carbohydrates and it should be all carbohydrates. I mean, it should be a huge amount of carbohydrates and that's what fuels your engine. And and so you know, I kind of went overboard and and, you know I started looking at fat. Well, there there wasn't good fats and bad fats. You know, a cube of butter or an almond were the same thing. Don't have either one of them. Uh, and so I eliminated, you know, my fat levels down really low, and I, uh, we came across this guy, and I say we, Scott Tilley and Scott Molina, uh, met up with um, this guy named Pritikin, and Pritikin uh, worked with obese patients and, and put them on a very low, low-fat diet. Well, he, he looked at my diet, and he said, you know, your, your diet's pretty close to mine. Look at you, you know, you're a good athlete. You've won the Ironman a few times. And, uh, you know, you could really get your fat levels down even lower. And I said, God, you know, my eyeballs are going to turn upside down. I don't know if I want to do that. But, I, you know, I listened to him. So I had this cottage cheese. Sorry, it's a long story. I had this cottage cheese, and, and at that time it was low fat, about 20% fat by volume. So he yeah. said, you could rinse that off in the sink in a colander and reduce the fat level because it's on the outside and also reduce some of the sodium level. So, you know, it was like eating wood chips. Oh, really? <laughs> and I said, oh, man, this is really good. I'll rinse this off." So they showed this on ABC. So that reference in Good to Great, the book by Jim Collins, okay. uh, is actually true. And, you know, unfortunately, people that are mire, they remember that. He are you still rinsing your cottage cheese? And, you know, I... I
0: What about the urban legend? You know, because I know, like, I don't know, apparently you did what's the the trainer session? Apparently you've done like eight hours on a a trainer in front of a white wall, looking at a
1: black dot or something. Yeah.
3: What kind of mind-bending stupid thing? What do you think you, when you hear these things? You guys ask the most stupid questions. <laughs> I mean, here you're asking about the comments about Chrissy on the street, and then you come up with some, with some inane comment like that. That's as much horse shit. Uh, I, 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 but, I, I'm feeling I, the love right now, Dave. No, 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 no. Well, you've, you've missed it, and uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I hate trainers. I don't even own one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but that's, and, that's more the point. You must hear these stories about yourself. Oh, of course. Yeah, everyone thought when I was, you know, when the sport was evolving, I was. That's involved. a great question. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's, a, yeah, you, didn't, you didn't get the tail end of it, right, but so I'll fill in the gaps. <laughs> uh, when we first started, I lived up in Northern California. It's a long state. Lane and Melina and Alan were down in Southern California. Everyone said, you know, Dave Scott, he, he's like a hermit. You know, he lives under a rock. He, he, he has this nomadic lifestyle. He just trains, trains, trains. You know, the weather's lousy. Uh, and that's what he does. Well, you know, to some extent, I, there wasn't another professional triathlete. There wasn't a professional athlete in my town of any sorts. So, you know, I was kind of anomaly. I said, yeah, I have to train a lot. There's three sports. So it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And, and so, you know, people would see me. All. I'm training and I'm, you know, I'm coaching. And, you know, that was my whole day. Um, and I think, that, you know, the, the myths that kind of evolved around my, um, again, nomadic, seemingly nomadic, persona, you know, was, was really false. I actually have lots of friends. You yeah. said <laughs> like a it, social guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, I'd get out and I wouldn't pull my shades in the morning when I got up. You know, I that was so, so, so silly. So, uh, But at the same time, I kind of relished those comments when I was racing yep. because It created this false mystique, yeah, Yeah. and it almost, you know, people couldn't fathom it, because down in San Diego, they were lavish with help, and there was groups, and it was a real bubbling community of triathletes, and here was Dave Scott by himself, and, you know, he seems to pull it out of the hat in October, so you know coming into this race each year i mean i knew i was a, a, a marked guy i mean i was the guy they wanted to beat but i think there was a certain unknown element like wow what planet is he from yeah and how does he do it well i, I like that i have you know i'm human
1: what was your best race over here i mean um again we talk, we talk about 89 lots of times but in terms of your best your most memorable race over here
3: well i think uh, you know i remember the six wins mm-hmm. um and I remember, you know, I got second three times as well. But, uh, you know, probably the race that meant the most to me was really the last time I finished this race was in 96. And no, and no one, when I do a public appearance, would ever introduce me, oh, this is Dave Scott, six-time Ironman champion. And by the way, he got fifth yeah. in 1996. But when I look back at that race, I think just circumstances in, in life, being being older, uh, what I went through in that race, which I had never experienced before. and And what I went through was that I... I didn't feel good on the swim, uh, you know, in hindsight, I didn't train properly that last week before that race and I came in kind of flat and uh, I got kind of caught in a uh, in the sea of piranha and I couldn't get out of it. it, was a washing machine and I knew the people that were around me, that I was a better swimmer, but yet I was swimming with them, so I knew I was slow getting out of the water and immediately coming up Palani up Hill, uh, which was the old course we just went straight up the hill right to yeah. start with out on the Queen K. Uh, you know, it seemed like I was surrounded with a sea of people, and I said, "Golly, <laughs> you know, who are these people?" And I should be way up there. And uh, you know, I remind myself, "Don't worry, don't worry." You know, I'm, I'm Hercules on the bike. I'm going to yeah. take off on the bike. Well, I got out on the bike, and I remember just going out to the airport. I said, "Oh my gosh, my legs feel flat." Yeah. And, and, but at the same time, I said, "Oh, they'll come around. They'll come around." And, and I knew I wasn't going as fast as I would have liked, uh, and they didn't come around. Yeah. And throughout that entire bike leg, I could carry out a conversation like this, but my legs were just heavy. They were flat, and I, you know, I didn't need any fuel. And, and uh, you know, there was—I would say probably a hundred times—just those fleeting moments where you said to myself, "I said, you know, I'm going to quit. Yeah. I'm going to quit. I feel terrible." But I finally had this resolve at about 80 miles, where I said, "You know, I've had train rides like this, where I've been out there, and..." I'm unable to push it, but I'm, I'm not going to die. I'm going to finish it. Yep. And so, and as I was coming into town, I saw my friends and some of my family, and of course, you know, they were distraught. They said, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're, you're so far back out of yeah. the game. You're going to win this year. I mean, I yeah. thought I could win. Yeah. Uh, coming to second second, 94, I had a broken toe in 95, couldn't race, and I said, you know, I think I can win this race in 96 when I was 42. And, um, and here I, I, I thought I was in 50th place. Yeah. So I came in on the bike, and I told my family as I was coming by, I said, tell me where number 10 is. And that, they got it. They said that he wants to know where the 10th man is. Maybe he can catch and move up and at least get on the top, in the top 10. Yeah, yeah. And so as I went through town to run, my legs felt golden. And I passed some people right away, you know, on, on a lead drive. I went roaring by people that went roaring by me on the bike, and they were at a standstill. And I said, you're never going to see me again. I yeah. said, I'm go- I'm running a 10K as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I came up to polani Hill, and I remember, I remember I had moved up, and I didn't really know the place, and I got off the bike in 26th place. Uh, I was told this at, you know, the end of the day. And I moved up to uh, 15th place pretty fast. And so now the game was out on back on the game yeah. uh, on the Queen K and I was finally able to catch uh, the fifth guy at mile 23 wow. and there was a gap between uh, fifth which I was now in and fourth place and I think it was Peter Reed actually at the time but I'm not sure yeah. uh, and th- that gap I said you know maybe I can catch him he's going to fall I can, I can get fourth you know I knew I was in fifth and I said this is unbelievable you know just give me another 20 miles I'm going to be in first yeah. <laughs> and so when I, I, I came across in fifth you know i think for most people they were you know just like wow how could you do so poorly you know you've won this race you come you. In second yeah and, and for me it was probably the mo- most gratifying race because i had to overcome the you know the psychological odds and and what the perception was of me that i was really invincible in hawaii well yeah. i wasn't invincible I, you know i was vulnerable yeah. and very vulnerable that day and salvaged a you know, pretty great race. So who I mean, was the who, who was
0: the competitor you respected the most?
3: Oh I you know, I had admiration for Not just here, just everywhere, you know, like just
0: as, as, as an athlete or yeah, a, a, yeah. outside the sport. Yeah, yeah just, no, outside of Kona, it's it maybe even,
3: you know. Yeah. Uh, you know it 's funny i didn 't i, I, did, I didn 't really want to model myself after someone 's character yeah. image or persona when i was growing up I think you know as a kid we all think "See, you know that's guy who's a guy's yeah. a you know great football player he's a great golfer whatever it is and then all of a sudden you you, you see more of their character exposed and you know the cynical side of me is but that guy's you know, he's not, he's not a very good guy yeah and you know, he seems like a jerk there <laughs> you know i don 't really like that guy He you know, sure yeah. can swing a golf club well but he seems like an ass yeah. Yeah. and uh you know, you see you see the other character side. Well, to me, I always measure a, a person in their character. I don't ask them how many times they've won this race or something, or I don't ask them, you know, what their profession is. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if you're, you know, a nuclear physicist or you're, you're an astronaut or a lawyer or whatever it is. I just want to tell me about your character and just, just give me you. If someone has a pretense, and they come across as uh, you know I'm above you, right to begin with. Well, I'm yeah. pretty intuitive. I read that. Mm. So with athletes, I didn't really have a, an athlete that I that I modeled after in the sport. I certainly had you know great respect for the athletes that I had battles with.
0: Yeah. Is everyone more than, like,
3: did you love fighting someone in battles? You in just want race? a name, don't you? you yeah.
0: Want, you want a name. I <laughs> Was it Melina? Was it, you know, like, who was it that you really loved to, uh, Aaron, to battle?
3: Aaron Baker. Really?
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron, you should know. Should you? Uh, no, no, no! But uh, some training rides, uh, she could put really put the stinger in the men. You know, I just thought, oh, God, Aaron's coming along. This is going to hurt real bad. You know, my it, and if my ego gets uh, crushed by her, I, I'm not going to be able to live this down. You know, she, she was such a, a tenacious, you know, scorpion really? when she trained and yeah. when she raised. And she was a brilliant athlete, and a great character. I love Aaron, and yeah. and, uh, and uh, you know, she she was such a ferocious. Uh, Racer, but in training days when they lived in Boulder, uh, Scott and Aaron, and uh, you know, we'd, we'd ride up on the peak to peak with a lot of climbing you'd think, okay, I'm kind of at my limit. I hope that woman is dropped off. Really? <laughs> and she'd be right there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it would do everything we could. Just, okay, I finally got a gap on her. And, you know, that would, that would be another Ironman victory for me. So, <laughs> uh, you know, she, she was a great athlete and one of many women athletes that I, that I admired. I, I think, you know, in today's time, since I had an opportunity to, uh, you know, see Chrissy uh, work, perform, and, you know, advise her... She is uh, a phenomenal um, woman and a, you know, just a phenomenal talent, but she has a work ethic that, boy, uh, really? is uncanny. Really?
1: Wow. Anyway, you know, what's uh, with davescottinc.com? Anything new? I see you've got some Silverman programs up there.
3: Yeah, we have uh, Silverman, which is an iron, iron distance race in November, yes. and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, i got to say that iron distance, don't I?
1: Um,
3: and it's become a great race, it's, and it's extraordinarily hard. People love it, don't they? It's an extraordinarily hard course. It's very well done, and, and, and we have a lot of fun at the race, and all the athletes are treated just you know, gloriously. It's, it, it, it's magnificent. So, uh, yeah, I have a, a half Ironman and an Ironman training program, and I'm shooting some video over here for Active.com, and I'll have a, a lot of programs up. I kind of stayed away from that for a long time, but I've, I've developed 5K, 10K, uh, Sprint, mm-hmm. Olympic, Half Ironman distance nice. races, so it'll be up in two ten, on active site, and um, and I'm doing some work with uh, CEP socks and Timex and Look as well. So,
1: well, how how CEP feeling when uh, WTC banned them for a couple of weeks? Uh? Uh,
3: I I heard that WTC did that, and and uh, I think that was a mistake, and and maybe they you know got caught, um, and it, you know in, in hindsight it, it it wasn't a good move for the industry, it, yeah. and sort of you know I think you know you're looking at at trying to manage the athletes' safety and health and have them perform at the highest level and and they are functionally uh, you know, a a great asset to Mm. performance. So why why ban them? Mm. So games back on and you see a lot of athletes, I mean last year there was uh, a I think 20 percent. There was 400 athletes that uh, wore you them. Saw that step. So I think this year will be higher. I think it'll be higher. You know, the one thing I struggle. The CEP socks are wonderful, and I and I've had a couple of clots, one of my lungs after an accident, one of my I had a DVT deep vein thrombosis last year in my leg, so I have a seemingly vulnerable for them, which is not good. Doesn't have anything to do with my age, and <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, and I can uh, still whip you, Bevan. So that's, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, he relaxation. comes in here with a tank top, flexing his muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Look at them, but look at yeah, that. Yeah, he, he, looks, he looks malnourished. You know. <laughs> so, less Mills, come on. Uh, anyway, yeah, the the, the the socks are really good. They look kind of silly, but you know, on this island, everyone's wearing them. So, uh, and they they feel quite nice after my hearty. One hour indoor bike ride I did today.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice. Hey, well, thanks for your time today. Mate. It's always great having you on the
1: show. If you want to see any of those Silverman programs or anything where Dave's going to be, go to davescottinc.com and we have a link up there on the site. And, uh, and if you are thinking of doing a different race, we get lots of feedback about Silverman, And people love it, So awesome. Thank you for your time, Dave. Yeah, yeah my pleasure, guys.
0: Let's check on the uh, little bits that we had this morning mm-hmm. on the boat. We go for about 10 12 minutes, so a little bit intermediate. Uh, so here they go. One so we're out on the boat here. I'm sitting next to the legendary KP. How you go, mate? Hey, guy, mate.
4: Hey, what's going on this morning?
0: Well, we're out on the boat. It's pretty beautiful, isn't it, here, it's KP?
4: Gorgeous. I'm uh, passing out some goods. Some.
0: He's the cookie man, are not you? Cookies, yes. Some the cookie, cookie monster. The cookie monster. <laughs> there we go. Got a few people coming up to the boat here. Yeah, we all feeling good today, guys.
5: You're great, mate.
0: Feel great. Put a coffee halfway through your swim. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, man. It's beautiful. So, what are you doing over here, mate?
4: I did a big ride yesterday, about 130 miles, around uh, up to Wyman, back, and uh, with Mitch Gold and Mark uh, P. And uh, got six athletes that are racing, so we get to hang out with them and follow them around on the course. I'm also volunteering in the challenged athletes uh, transitions. That's going to be fun. Did that last year. It's a blast. Is it hard work? Uh, it's exciting work. Yeah, for,
0: uh, yeah. No, just because you know, different athletes have different challenges coming in. Yeah, I worked
4: with a, a visually challenged guy last year, and, uh, Ryan, and uh, got him in the water, got him out to his bike, and yeah, it was a heck of a day. It's really gratifying to watch.
0: And That's when you're doing part. it, do you actually meet the people beforehand and you're working
4: with? Do you have one person or do you have Writer, a few? We hook up and talk and yeah. talk about strategy and uh, how, what they need, and uh, yeah, you get to know them the a little bit before the race, so it becomes more personal.
0: Wow, that's pretty great, that's eh? really cool. That's pretty amazing, eh? Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. When, when you
4: watch that and talk to them, you see uh, that uh, what, what we're doing, able bodied people, are. It's yeah, less than what they are.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Literally. Oh, well, we're going to come back in a hey, few minutes. Thank you and next to me right now, the man who's likes to keep people happy, a good old guy from Blue 70. How you going, mate? Oh, good, man. How you going? Oh, I'm excited to be next to you right now, actually, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I've never been so happy, to be honest. So you're giving away the cool, what, what's the story of the new
6: goggles? Well, we've made a, a special Kona edition goggle. It's called the Hydra Vision. Uh, we also run a series of uh, colors and Uh, in in this goggle but this why why is it so special? well this particular goggle was made for Kona and has Kona 09 written on it and we've only done a limited run so we've only got a hundred or so of these goggles so like next
0: year on ebay (laughs) with a billion bucks each won't they? what do you mean next year? next week? next year you'll be like oh next week Okay, nice nice (laughs) and you guys have Blue 70? Yeah, we're really
6: busy, man. We're always uh, pushing the envelope and uh, making new products. Yeah. We've got some cool new swimskins coming out that you're probably going to see in the next couple of days. Oh, so, really? well, yeah, they're very bling, very fast, and uh, very seamless.
0: I've been noticing not that I watch much swimming, but I've been noticing in the pool you guys are making more of a presence. How's that going for you guys?
6: Oh, it's been going. It's been going really well. The last year's been uh, crazy busy for us, but you know, with all the new FINA FINA rulings, yeah. so uh, people have had the question, "Oh, what's happening with the suits?" Well, we're, we're making the suits. We're going to have uh, competition suits oh, still, really? and they'll just uh, abide by the FINA ruling. Wow. So we're still in the pool. We're still there, and we're, we're still uh, making a really high-end product. So. And what about
0: Kona? Kona is obviously pretty important to you guys. It's kind of one of those flagship races. Uh, you know, what, what? How important is this race for you over image?
6: I think it's pretty important. Oh, we we come out there every year and we try and make a presence. So, yep. and and I think that's shown. And in, in uh, two thousand and seven, I think it was, we had six hundred. No, sorry, two thousand and eight. We had six hundred and one swimskins here. Really. So and there were eight hundred and thirty three in the race. Yep. That people of people that wore swimskins. So, you know, we're here and we've got a big presence. And I think uh, most of the athletes come to us for advice on swimskins and and well, hopefully now goggles as well. But yeah. Yeah, so it is really important for our our, uh, our
0: image. The most important thing tonight is, uh, apparently you've put a party on tonight, mate, and, and I didn't know about this until about half an hour ago, so uh, what's the story of the party? I was trying to keep you out, man. With but, the uh,
6: love! <laughs> I know, my bad, my bad. Yeah, we're, we're hosting like the slow twitch slash, slash blue 70 party at um. our at our house. starts at three. Nice. So you are more than welcome. Um, I, I'm, I'm there at 2.30, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you try and find the address, though. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, we'll catch up in the afternoon, mate. Yeah, sweet. And Pete and Julie here. I know are all in the water and I'm not in the water and I can't drop this mic because if I drop it, it's game over. So first of all, Dan, where are you from? Uh, Boulder, Colorado. Oh, nice. And uh, you want to come a little closer because I'm not sure how good this mic is. And are uh, you racing this weekend? I am. Pretty excited? I am. First time. First time? Yeah. So so going into your first race, how are you feeling? Oh, uh, it's not my
6: first race. It's my first race in Kona. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. uh, like I... Uh, just like I'm finally here. Yeah. Hard, hard work is over. And, and do you feel you're having the experience? You know, the whole Kona, you're lapping it up? Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah, I just arrived yesterday. So yeah. this is my first, like, real
0: Kona experience is coming out to the copies of a Hawaii boat.
5: Yeah.
0: It's, no, I- it's all. Yeah, it is awesome. Have you had some coffee yet? Yeah. Oh, I did. It was great. Nice uh, he's <laughs> delivering on the promise. And Julie, have you done this race before? Uh, no. No, first time as well. Yeah, I qualified to yeah. Taupo. <laughs> oh
7: wow! Yeah. Bring it on. Pretty nice.
0: Could nice. Kiwi race that one? Yeah. And how are you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty sharp. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, do you have any like goal or objective for this weekend, or are you giving yourself the permission just to have the experience? Experience. Nice. Yeah. Quite nice going to Kona for that reason, <laughs> eh? <hey? laughs> are you the same? No, no. I'm going out to win. Oh really? Oh. No, so what age group you in? Uh, 25 or 29. And what kind of time you have to do to do that? Uh, like, nine, sub-nine. Sub nine. Yeah. And have you done it before? Uh, no. <laughs> Nice, nice, The nine hour dream. And here we've got Pete next to us. He's not racing this weekend, but he feels he's going to win it. Oh, look. Who's going to, to win it? Or, or am I going to win it? Here we go. I'm going to hold on to his coffee. or something put Maybe the
8: spectator reward but but uh, Cam's looking good. He's looking sharp, isn't he? going for Kiwi Lord. Oh, you have to, Beth. But it's great being here and soaking it all up. Look at that mountain.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. you got over here, you're actually in New Zealand You managed to be the highest fundraiser, didn't you?
8: That's right, yeah, for cystic fibrosis And uh, the reward was a trip over here So uh, it's wonderful
0: Wonderful. And uh, how much
8: did you fundraise? Uh, In total I've uh, raised over 60000 Wow! Wow, what drives you for that, mate? Oh, just, uh, Tracy Richardson inspired me early on, who also did Kona and had two kids with CF, yep. and I was a fat bastard and sort of thought, changed my life a bit, and, uh, yeah, living
0: the iron dream now well, When you're doing a race, you know, for most of us we are quite selfish when we do a race, it's a big thing You know, like, when you're actually focusing on fundraising as well, how do you manage that?
8: Oh, when you see those kids with CF, and some of them have come to cheer me on, it's, um, it's pretty special it brings a tear to the eye running down the, in New Zealand you can still run down the finishing chute with people So running down the finishing chute with these kids with CF, that's
0: just, yeah, tears to the eye So you get pretty rewarded yes. by that as well Oh, good on you for doing that mate And so You've also done Placid Is it a good race Oh Placid was a tough race Yeah nice I hate those hills Yeah, yeah nice Good honesty yeah,
8: yeah. yeah no uh, Medical tent Two units of IV And uh,
6: Yeah Oh
8: here we go you got some goggles for you we
0: go Guys giving up goggles
8: Oh that's superb Thank yeah. you How do I get those back <laughs>
0: They're waterproof You're right.
9: <laughs> yeah, exactly Right
0: well, guys Well good luck this weekend And uh, kick some ass out there Thanks for
9: doing
0: the man No worries to me right now I have
9: the uh, legendary The Albanada. Bevan, how you doing? Out here on the water oh this a listen to the little ukulele playing next to us we got the ukulele, we got the warm seas Nice sun rising over the island here Must be what, 70, 75 degrees already At 7.30 in the morning It's a hard life, isn't it? It's a hard life, but somebody's got to do it You love this? Oh, this is great, this is my highlight of the year Highlight of Ironman training it, anyway Yeah so we've got lots of people coming out to the boat. Media-wise, how successful has this been for you guys getting exposure out there? This has been good. We've gotten a lot of good, actually, some guerrilla marketing uh, awards over the years. Oh and, really? Uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, it's it's been very it's it's been much better than any press you can buy because this is a, a unique enough that uh, different ad agencies and stuff pick it up and blog about it and yep. spread the word. So it works well. So, um, we've talking to you about yesterday about
0: your race. You've had it, You've been coming for years, and the last couple of years haven't been so successful for you. And you're telling me you,
9: you change your bike setup. You want to give us a bit more about that? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I had a good, a very good race in 2005 and then after that you sort of fall into the seductive quest of oh if you can get more aero you get more aero less drag coefficient then you'll improve your bike split x minutes yep. and all that and I started going down that path and all it did was I was getting more aero and I'm inflexible to begin with and I think like, as I age it becomes more difficult and... I basically evolved in a position that wasn't sustainable and it was starting to do some damage to my glutes and so I uh, got a bike fit this last spring, I guess early spring and um just went to a much more relaxed position, and my power numbers are way up. And I'm more importantly, I can just stay aero on the bike and just be relaxed. So I'm, I'm looking forward to using it on the King on the Queen K this year.
0: So, so the message is don't always chase the arrow.
9: Actually, get your bike right for your own body. Yeah, theoretically, it's great if you have if your drop is you know your super aero But if you can't hold that position comfortably for five hours, then it's worthless. I mean, yeah. the second you're up out of the bars and just pedaling, you know, you know, not arrow for one minute, two minutes, there goes all any gains you had are gone right there yeah so that's 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 a lesson i think i learned the hard way and we'll see how it works on race day so you're more excited about this year's race for this reason yeah i think definitely i mean i um feel less distractions so i'm i'm fit and we'll see how it goes Nice. well, I'm gonna go listen to some more ukulele. Yeah, i love the fact you're giving out cookies as well. We have these uh, Aaron Baker uh, breakfast cookies from yeah. the State of Washington, no, no relation to Aaron Baker, New Zealand, but uh, they're good cookies. Yeah. We have some new goo pineapple flavour. Plus our espresso, so you uh, can't beat it. Mate, if you're in the, if you're in Kona, get out to the boat team. It's it's an
0: experience you don't want to miss. <laughs> Beautiful. We've got Andy Brodziak here from uh, from South Africa, based in the UK, I'm thinking, and he's telling us we've got a. A few listeners out there who are coming onto the boat but
7: his, one listener in particular has been pretty cool so you want to give us a bit more detail um, yeah my, my client Andrew Jackson in, in London who I who I coach um, for Ironman um, he's based in, in London and works out of a, a hedge fund called Ken Capital and they're supporting me to get out to Kona this year um, been really good the last couple of months to support me for the year going, going ahead to try to get out of the sort of the, the average amateur ranks to try and maybe get further up Right, in the he, he was saying he
0: sent us an email through telling us what he's doing. He's kind of basically saying he's trying to get his community involved with our sport in
7: a way that's going to help guys like you go step up to the next level, eh? Right? Yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's a great idea. Um, obviously, I'm sort of the first person they've tried to do, so it's it's all very new at the moment. And, and as an athlete, how does that make the experience better for you? Well, it's, it's very flattering because, obviously, as you know, you've got to have results in this in this sport to try and to, to present to big to big people before you to ask for. Sponsorship, so it's come um, sort of as a surprise, and it's come the other way around. It's come from them actually trying to say, right, he has a bit of a grassroots sort of development, and um, get, get yourself up there this way instead of trying to get results, you know, scrape scrape the bones of your ass, and then come the other way around. So, what do you do to kind of give back to him? Well, up until now, I've just been sort of doing what I do and train him, and, and have enthusiasm and passion. Um, obviously, I get paid for the training that he that he um, gets from me, but now. now I'm um, keen to try and obviously give something back to the company itself, and try and get the rest of the company, fit, and the people that don't do any sport, not necessarily on, just get them out in the park yep. in London and Hyde Park, get get them moving, um, and and also try and get a lot of them have kids, the the uh, partners, and and do something, try and get the kids doing some triathlon at school, just you know small little sprints half mini sprint distance on and get them get them out moving really. That's that's it's
0: kind of about getting them involved in sport and kind of using your positive role model within that
7: community. Yeah yeah for sure how are you feeling for the week here mate oh just very relaxed i'm not i'm not too stressed i wasn't meant to come here this year i, I just qualified in, in uk by oh really? by, sort of obviously by chance i had a good yeah. result and so i'm just sapping it up it's my first year yeah obviously so hey well good luck this weekend kicks the mouse out there that's cool thanks a lot man no, thanks okay. for your time keep it up Have a great race hey
0: yeah Oh no! I've done. I've done the right way. Yeah. Drawing. See you guys, again. Let's do something.
5: Come here. <laughs>
0: I okay, next to me I have the one and only John Newsom, Coach John Newsom. and uh, to be honest I'm not feeling in love John Where really, were you I was waiting for you to be on my feet turn turned around and you disappeared So we're up on the boat and the boat starts at 7 in the morning it's only in for a couple of hours and so I came onto the boat John did some work mm-hmm. Nice I'm happy for you. you You make a bit of the work of your training aren't you Well come on Somebody's got. To, I was checking everybody was getting around the boys okay uh, making sure there was no shark attacks yeah. doing my life saving j- duties yeah, you're, you're good like that aren't you I am good like that And he also mentioned this morning maybe the idea on Sunday after the race doing a 200k bike ride. That's right, we got, KP was mentioning it to me, you go out to Harvey, you hang a right, come through, back through the
1: mountains, 125 miles, it's about 200k. When, when do we get time on the beach on this trip? No time on the beach, you, you get, I'll give you half an hour on Monday. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to it. It's pretty quiet cool here eh? Yeah, and we've got a guy from Blue 70 who's just announced this competition. Anybody who swims to the bottom gets us a pair of goggles. Oh really? Yes. You should do it. I, I might give it a try. Do you think you could? I, I'll give it a try. That's one
0: of the challenges, John. Today's challenge. Today's challenge. John's going to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Are you excited, Guy? I'm so excited. Because John Newsom is going to touch the bottom of the sea, that is. Here we go. He jumps in the water. He's going to disappear. If he dies, it's been great knowing him. False that, off. Oh. Premature, one would say. Oh,
6: there he goes! Oh,
0: oh yeah. feet first. Okay, here we he go. Can we see him? Can anyone get a photo? He didn't
5: do it. He didn't
0: do it. He didn't do
5: it.
6: Ah,
0: he's having a warm up here. <laughs> he is, he is.
6: Come on, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty deep. <laughs> it is. It's got to be like uh, 10, 12 metres deep, at least. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a lot deeper than it looks. Damn clear water. Okay. okay, here he goes again. Here he goes again. Don't disappoint us, John. Don't disappoint us. Oh, he, he came up quicker. I think oh. it's, it's came over. His, did your eardrums blow to pieces? <laughs> Disappointed, John. Come on, you got one more left in you Third time's a charm. No, he's, he's given
0: up. So oh, you know, My turn. I've yeah, got uh, this. Uh, Are yeah, you going to it. I've got this. Guy's going in for round two He's going to show him how it's done
6: <laughs> Okay,
0: Guy's going, here we go So he's got his, his, his body's on Which could be a disadvantage But here we go, he jumps in Beautiful jump in, beautiful descent Oh, he pokes out the head It's, uh, it's quite a challenge <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is now <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> Here we go, Guy's going to go for it Here we go, Guy, here we go And he goes down now John, what do you think he's thinking right now? He's
1: thinking, no, it's just going okay, it's going okay. And then he's getting to probably about 10 metres, and he's going, it's not so good. John, he's doing pretty good. I want to see sand when he comes up. I think he's going to do it. <laughs> he, did it.
0: he did it. Guy gets a free pair of goggles. <laughs> Guy from Boost he gets a free pair of goggles. Here we go. Here he goes, he's coming up now. His head's popping up. Guy, you get a free pair of goggles. Yes, I've never seen him so happy. There we go. So Guy took on John. Sorry, John. John lost. It hasn't been a successful trip for you, really, has it? I'm I'm,
1: I'm, I'm building into it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're a late starter. I'm tapering and I'll be peaking come Saturday.
0: Okay, Came on. Okay. So next to me, I've got Rob. Rob Chance from uh, Ipiket Ventura. How you going mate? Yeah, I'm great, great. It's great to be here. How did you end up recovering after hip Camp?
2: Well, ah, it took a while, but
4: uh, I, I'm good now. I, I'm really good. I'm doing, having a good season this year. <laughs>
0: you yeah, have? F- yeah, a really good season. It's been going well. So, uh, so you know, obviously you're racing this weekend. How are you feeling for the race?
2: Uh, I'm not racing. I'm here supporting my uh, wife. I'm uh, I'm not going to be uh, doing Ironman for a while. Your, your wife is racing. Pardon me? Your wife is racing. Yeah, my wife's racing. Yeah, this is her third Iron man since July really yeah she needs to do epic camp wow. <laughs> is she sits down to show you up oh yeah
0: she's she's she shows me up all the time I <laughs> uh, must be breaking out so is it interesting coming here from the perspective of a spectator oh I'm loving it I'm
6: loving
7: it as a spectator that yeah, way I don't have to sit in the hotel room and rest yeah I just come out here and play yeah, yeah this John's is great John's got a question uh, predictions for the top top three women predictions the
2: top three women yeah. uh, Wellington Katrina morrison and uh i don't know a wild card in there i can't uh i can't really tell whoever
4: huh yeah
5: yeah joe Long. yeah
0: there we go, beautiful predictions well Rob's good seeing you out here in the water on the boat you gonna get some coffee definitely gonna get some coffee nice, yeah nice. we'll catch up later on mate
1: ah john great work there that was quality quality entertainment it's- Monsters. No, no nicknames.
0: Oh, nicknames. Okay, here we go. So
1: we've got the, the final few nicknames. We'll, we'll, uh, I've got randomgenerator.com or something like that that's going to randomly generate some numbers for me tomorrow. We're going to start doing some prize draws. Oh, it's exciting. So uh, first up, and I, I came up with quite a few of these.
0: Pretty much all of them, didn't
1: you? Yeah, yeah. You,
0: you can do the first one. Okay, Stuart, Age of Danger. Mown. That's right. that is, That's not a right goal, John. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I didn't generate that one
1: myself. Yeah. I did do this one. And that's this is Julian, or Jolian. Um, Julian holds stock the, the Abingdon animal. Yes. Because he's from Abingdon
0: in the UK. And it means he's an animal. Yeah. Got old Adam Barnsley. Now, we went on his athletes page, and he had a photo of him wearing a mask with a big nose. Mm. And you were going to call him Big Nose... I and mean, Barnsley. Yeah, Big Nose Barnsley may have worked, actually. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was being insulting because I goes, I'm going to call him Big Nose Barnsley. I said, yeah, can't do that. <laughs> but it did turn out there was actually a mask. But, so we went with Big Snozzle Barnsley. That's actually, right. I think Big Nose Barnsley works better. We can, we, can, we can change that. What do you reckon?
1: Big Nose Barnsley. Okay, Big, Big Nose, Nose Barnsley. Nose Barnsley. Uh, David, the
0: deconstructor, Levy. And the reason we went there was because he had a wall on his website, didn't we? And he doesn't have the wall, he deconstructs the wall. Yeah, we're not actually sure if that was his website, but it had a link,
1: I love to run or something like that, dot com. Mark, the Breeze Jones. And why did you put that one? Because, I think you actually picked it, because Mark is in the
0: uh, wind power industry. Oh, that's right, he is too. He does wind turbines, isn't he? Yes. Yes, the Breeze. Okay, Uh, Alvin Cooney. Smelly Feet Cooney. Smelly Feet Cooney. And you know what? I have actually used this stuff recently. And you don't have Smelly Feet? Yeah, because... Well, I do. Well, not now, because I use yeah. this stuff, but I never get Smelly Feet, but recently it's been really bad, so... Alvin is Alvin uh, Connor Products, and we're going to have a few spot
1: prizes for, for guys who have donated the show. Nice. I reckon Alvin might win some of that. He, he probably needs
0: some, because he's <laughs> got Smelly Feet. Yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and finally, Leanne, the Crimson Ghost Bar. Why the Crimson Ghost, John? That's what... Uh, nickname com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Crimson Ghost. Yeah.
1: Okay, love your work. Okay, so what's your rant? My rant is there's some disgraceful behaviour going on over here, Bevan. Why, John? People Why? Are riding around without helmets on. But it's not illegal here. I know it's not illegal, but it's bloody stupid. Well John, it's I, I thought you were going to do it. I was about... <laughs> I, 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 I had an old fact that I was like, I'm not riding with you if you don't have a helmet. Devin <laughs> he went out <laughs> with we <then> <laughs> his little visor on and then put his helmet on top. And then put big marks all over his brand new com visor. Yeah, is that where that came from, was it? Silly boy. Oh. So people that ride without helmets, even if it's not the law, is stupidity. Especially down here where there's bloody heaps of
0: traffic around here. Yeah, John. Stupidity. They're not going that fast. No. Okay then, and... Uh, it's goss. What's today's goals? goals?
1: So we're having we're, we're we're talking to talking to the people. We know the people these days. And hey, uh, hey we're insiders. What we, can we, we say? We made an error earlier this year um, about Ironman Frankfurt. And we were talking about um, why the field was quite
0: small there, and we, we were told that... Uh, the pro field, so we were saying that basically the pros had to pay for themselves to get drug testing, which put a lot of the second tier pros out of the race. Which is incorrect. Incorrect, and we always, we we're always re-correct. Apparently what you have to do with Frankfurt, you have to
1: sign up to their anti-doping, um, well basically sign up for the race in November, and then you're on the anti-doping programme from November to whenever the race is, July. So if you don't sign up then, can't do the race, full stop, so... Um, that's why there's probably a small field And so you know that the guys With quite a good degree of certainty That anybody racing Ironman Frankfurt Is going to be drug free Or they're going to be getting tested a lot Yeah, they're
0: definitely so, doing a lot of work Germans there.
1: are doing some great work there
0: Okay, and uh, picks you got pictures written there Do you want to put that on our Af- uh,
1: Athlinks? So i put put just a couple of pictures We only had three from the first day um, i gonna put the nicknames up there From everybody who's helped us
0: to get here Do you to do a discussion of the week And you guys do your top five picks for the race It's not that hard, John okay. It's your job, but I'm no. giving it to you. So, people who are on
1: Athlinks, we part of our Ironman talk. Oh, talk. Been, I am talk. Back it up. I pulled it back. I pulled back. Back it like, up. I'm not getting more of a sweat going. <laughs> no, I don't want you going. to, actually. So, guys that have replied that are racing Kona this this uh, this year, Dan McIntosh, Larry Black, Ian Hersey, Matt Yost, Joe Turco, Michelle and Joquan, Julia Mavridan
0: Rob Holt from Christchurch and Julie Hamilton <coughs> yep good luck to all you guys good luck guys hey uh, this week we have actually been meeting lots and lots of Iron Talk listeners and for those of you out there who have said hello we've so many names and I'm trying to remember them all of them and they'll go in one area and out the other but it's just really cool to meet all you guys out there and when you come up and say hello and if you see us make sure you come up and say hello because you know we want to meet you guys so it's just really great seeing you age guys.
1: group is the week have said yeah, so I was uh, age
0: group of the week two yeah. and a half years ago and we were saying it's actually better than making it to Kona because it's only been about 200 ever that's right yeah so it's a, it's a privileged thing mm. okay well let's wrap this up John because it's going to be an hour and a half show at least Iron nice. Russ i Train hard. Trade Smart we Kia Kaha do we need to say anything else about tomorrow?
1: tomorrow we will be at the beach we will swim from the pier at 7 o'clock out the boat I'll keep swimming. Ben will be on the boat from about seven i <laughs> I'll probably. be. you see, seven hundred meters in four minutes. Yeah, I'll be popping
0: in there maybe seven forty-five. Yeah, and then get off at seven we forty-seven. Some, yeah, some more good interviews coming up tomorrow. Hey guys, he's got to go on his bike. I've got to do some work. See you guys.